Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome. To Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena here along with my buddy, George Kurtz. George, how's it going, buddy? Super Bowl weekend, baby. That's right, Joseph. Huh? It's go- going well. Going well, Joe, right? Uh, try not to get too hyped here. we still got, what, uh, 31 hours before <laughs> the game's going to start. Yeah, 31 plus hours. Not that we're counting, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, tomorrow's going to be rough, man. You got all the pregame shows. The game doesn't go till 6.30. And I am one of those people who wishes the game was on Saturday. This mm-hmm. way we could, uh, we could sort of enjoy, you know, Sunday. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially you know for, I mean? yeah, for people that work, uh, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, if they're unable to uh, take the day off on Monday. I think Monday should be a national holiday anyway, right, the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> give people a chance, especially that the game starts at 6.30, probably not over till what, 10, 10.30 and whatnot. You're partying, you're having a good time. Uh, I think everyone deserves Monday off. I, uh, I, I don't mind. I, I've said that too. You know, it, what, the Super Bowl is the second biggest party day of the year. In the United States, I believe after after New Year's, right. so uh, second best, a uh, second most eating day too after Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's another thing yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, for, that's for damn sure. Right, with all the Super Bowl snacks and uh, mm-hmm. everything else. I, I saw the thing yesterday. I think I forget where it was. Maybe Facebook. Uh, the meme about uh, they said each state and what the uh, each state's biggest party snack is on Super Bowl. Uh, right, and right. And New York, it was uh, spinach dip. Wow. Really, spinach uh, dip? That's the best you could come up with. There's no way in hell that can be true. I mean, uh, I've been to a lot of parties. I don't remember spinach dipping at any of them. How is it not like wings or at least uh, chips and – I don't know. I, or, pi- I, I, or pizza. You know, New York is known for its pizza, not the franchise pizza that you get at Pizza Hut and, and you know, uh, you know Papa John's or whatever. But, you know – God, no. You know, you, uh, the individual – Pizzeria, where you got that—that would be probably number one uh, in my book. Although you know, we eat lots of wings, uh, you know, uh, on on Super Bowl Sunday as well. I uh, just want to remind everyone: Cam Stewart usually co-hosts this show with you. Uh, I believe he's on his way to New York. Might even be here now. He's going to be doing the show live with uh, Gabe Morency and the fantasy exec tomorrow. They're going to be doing pre-game and in-game coverage and analysis. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to be eating lots of wings too because they're going to be at. Studio 34 uh, in Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, that should be a joy. I'll be doing that. Uh, <laughs> the updates on the top of the hour uh, uh-huh. from 4 to 10 during that show, so that should be a joy. Uh, Cam, yeah, Cam was deathly ill last week. Cam was dying yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, glad to see he's recovered and feeling uh, much better here. So uh be good to uh, talk to Cam once again. Absolutely. A lot of energy from those three guys. So uh, we got coverage all, uh, all day tomorrow from 8 to 12. I'll be on with... Uh, uh, the King, Scott Engel, and uh, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, Roto Experts in the morning. We're on for 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, David Wright will be calling in in the 11 o'clock hour. we got Ross Tucker uh, and uh, and more. We've got lots of stuff uh, coming up for you tomorrow. Then from 12 to 3, uh, it's Mike Blewett, Joe Raineri, and uh, the Speeds, the uh, spitting statistician, uh, Dane Martinez, is going to be uh, – taking you through live coverage all day long. So check it out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, so you're going to be doing updates, right? I mean, you, you have a – typically, what do you do for the Super Bowl there, George? Do you have do you, you have a party, go to a party? Do you, do you prefer to, you know, watch the game? I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, you want a party, you want to hang out with your, your friends and whatnot, but you also, you know, we want to watch the game, guys like you and I, I'm pretty sure. I think when it comes down to uh, what I usually do – 
For some reason, I've always gone to, uh, you know, usually a wife's friends or, or relatives. I don't know why. Maybe I give her that day. <laughs> so I take away the other, you know, 17 regular weeks and three plays. So I take away 20 other weeks. So I give her that day. Uh, and I don't mind generally doing that. I don't, as long as the setup is good. And last week, last year, it was a good setup at a, at a house, which I would have gone to again. But mm-hmm. tomorrow I'll be home since obviously I'm working doing the radio. Right, uh, right. I'll be I'll be at home tomorrow watching the game. I'm not. I don't think the, I don't know what the wife is doing. I don't know if she's going to a party herself with the kids, mm-hmm. or if she'll be home as well. My wife doesn't care about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I'd be surprised if she knows both teams. I'm sure she might know the Patriots because they're always in it. Mm-hmm. She might be able to get that. Yeah, after a be, while. <laughs> just, yeah, she'll, she'll just guess the Patriots, but I, I don't uh, I don't know if she knows the Rams are in it. I, I, mm-hmm. I sort of uh, would have my doubt. She doesn't care mm-hmm. about them, which I know people find ironic for what uh, I do. She doesn't care about sports at all. <laughs> Baseball, football, hockey doesn't give a damn. Right. Uh, by the way, you mentioned baseball. We're having uh, Chris Mitchell on uh, at uh, during the 12 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll be taking you through, obviously, Super Bowl coverage, uh, prop bets on individual players, analysis of the game. Uh, but we're going to just break it up kind of in the middle with a little uh, uh, fantasy baseball talk. And obviously we'll get uh, Chris Mitchell's uh, take on the Super Bowl as well. But just want to let you know that that's happening. Uh, so, uh, George, uh, Patriots, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rams. And you know what? It's an aside, a silly aside. I'm happy that the Rams are wearing their uh, blue and, and gold uh, uniforms. They the kind of the, the consider them, what, the throwback or whatnot. But I, I like that. Uh, I like it. I don't mind it. Uh, I truly don't. I mean, uh, it's whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to wear, I don't care. I just uh, – I wouldn't want to see the pages in all white. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid a color rush. I think I'd uh, probably <laughs> – Put something through the TV screen here. So as long as I'm not doing something like that, I'm good. Right, right. Uh, so like I said, uh, Patriots two and a half point favorite. <coughs> Excuse me. Initially, the Rams, uh, right after the uh, championship games, they were a one point favorite. Right. Then the betting public uh, started pounding on the Patriots. If you, to me, if you got the, the Rams as a, as a one point favorite, uh, at least for me, and uh, maybe I'm giving away uh, who I think is going to win, but. Uh, I think that's a bargain. <laughs> if you could have got that little window in, the, the, I don't, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, we could discuss that a little bit more later. Fifty-six over/under in this game too. So, uh, just in general, like, what have you thought of the coverage so far uh, f- for the week? I mean, are you have you had enough? Are you ready for them to play this game? Well, I've, you've, I think most of us have had enough, right? <laughs> uh, I can deal with it during the week because it's not as, actually it's as bad as I would have expected where mm-hmm. it's just, you know, wall-to-wall Super Bowl. But now we're at the weekend, right? And right. especially tomorrow because the game's at 6.30, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'm glad, like, my youngest daughter has a soccer game tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I'll have to go that That'll kill some time, right? So that's good. That's a good thing, you right. know, because, you know, I'm not one who's going to watch all these pregame shows. You know, I'll watch a little bit, but some. I'm a news guy. I want to hear news information. I don't want to hear all this rah rah stuff. Or this guy did this. This guy did. That. I don't. I don't care. I just don't mm-hmm. care. You know, a lot of it, they got they they just time fillers that they do on these pregame shows. It's not really what I want to hear. So uh, tomorrow, like I said, it'll be. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I'm going to be coming home at three o'clock. I'm like, oh god, it's still three and a half <laughs> hours before the game. <laughs> then you start watching a movie or something like that. Just something to take your mind off it because you want the game to start. Right, right. Uh, so uh, let's talk about some of the narratives that were discussed this this week. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, he's he's young, thirty three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah, I might have heard. You yeah, you heard that. Uh, one thing I learned about him was that uh, man. Does he have a hot girlfriend? <laughs> Did you, have you have you seen? Uh, I have not seen it. No. Oh, uh, Veronica Komen, K H O M Y N. And I suggest that uh, if you're interested, just uh, you and our listeners, you Google her. Uh, Ukrainian model, and sometimes she actually calls him McBay. McBay, isn't that from uh, <laughs> Simpsons? Bane? Uh, yeah, maybe it's a, a takeoff on that, but uh, a very attractive uh, young lady. So. Uh, Kudos oh, to yeah. Sean McVay. Yeah, so how she about is, that? Yeah, yeah. Ah, good and, for you, uh, Sean. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, relationships, uh, what about uh, the, the relationship uh, that they were talking about between Sean McVay and Bill Belichick? Uh, I mean, the, the, his two guys uh, that met at the combine, and uh, we learned that uh, Bill Belichick uh, basically texts McVay after every game so far this season, right? Uh, after they had beaten Minnesota uh, in September. Uh, 
you have a text from Belichick saying, man, you guys are really explosive and impressive and fun to watch. Congratulations. Keep it rolling. So in the back of your mind, are you thinking that maybe Belichick is kind of setting this guy up, saying, hey, you know, they have a pretty strong team. I, I You know, if I'm looking to uh, make the Super Bowl again, uh, I better try to find out a little bit about this guy. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Veronica's pictures. Did you say something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, uh, I like the way you made it sound. Like, hey, you guys are exposed. You know, when I think about Bill Belichick texting, that's not the voice I would put him in. No? Hey. What about the emojis? You know, he uses those emojis? Like, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised he knows how to text. Okay? The, uh, when it comes to, uh, to Bill Belichick. I, it's an ironic thing, coincidence, that he used uh, – you know, he's talking to this guy. Now they're up against each other in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, and, but I, it's funny. I just think, hey – Great offense, very explosive. You know, and I'm actually wearing a Bill. I don't know. If this is I'm actually wearing a Bill Belichick hoodie now, gray sweatshirt with a hood on it, and I I feel like I got the I got the headset on now too. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, like Bill. I'm glad you're not broadcasting in monotone the way that uh, you know, and giving me like you know two two word answers the way that he normally would. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I'm just thinking about tomorrow night at six thirty. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> just, just playing the Rams tomorrow. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> God bless Bill. God bless. You think about this, Joe. Uh, we'll never see this again. No. No one's seen no. this ever. You know, what Belichick and Brady have done. This has been something I know it annoys a lot of people. You know how good they've been for so long. They're always there, and it gets boring. But I'm I'm of the belief uh, in any sport: baseball, football, hockey, probably basketball too. You, you need a villain. Mm-hmm. You need a villain or a team that's a villain. You and I yeah. are Yankee fans. The Yankees yeah. generally have been the villains in baseball. Right, uh, right. You know, maybe in hockey, it's uh, whatever it was, a great team. Edmonton in the 80s, Islanders, Montreal, Pittsburgh now. Uh, teams just lo- you, you want to hate because they've mm-hmm. been so good for so long. I think that's good for the sport. I do. You know, I think it's a, it's a good thing for the sport. Uh, everybody hates whatever team LeBron James is on, right, if you're not the fan of that team. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Patriots are that team. You know, it used to be the Cowboys in the 90s, uh, the Niners in the 80s, Steelers in the 70s. Uh, I, I just think it's good for the game. But we, we've we never seen it that it's gone on for so, so long. I, think, mm-hmm. I mean, it's gone on for 15, 18 years now. It's just ridiculous. What has Brady played in a... Oh, 14 full-time seasons. He's been in Super Bowl 10 of them. Something silly like that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, you could just you could do a whole show on, on this. You know, just with you know his training methods. You know, uh, this week uh, I was even I saw a little clip on. You know, he not only does you know he doesn't really use weights. He uses uh, bands. I mean, he drinks so many ounces of water a day, and then. But it's not only the physical uh, part of his uh, workouts and whatnot. There's a, there's a mental aspect too. He does like mental exercises. And supposedly, if you go to what is it, his TB12, uh, you know, uh, uh, website, that you could actually, uh, I'm sure for a fee, you could actually do the same mental exercises that uh, he credits for. You know helping him to play as long as he has, as effectively as he has. And so, you, I mean, it, it, it could get as deep as that. And, and you're right. Kudos to, to Tom Brady. Kudos to Bill Belichick. Even kudos to Kraft. Uh, Bob Kraft, the owner of the, of the, of the Pats. I mean, do you remember how bad the Pats were at one point? I think, wasn't there a, a, a season where they were like 2-14 and 14 and whatnot? Then he goes and brings in Bill Parcells. And, uh, you know, it's just been, you know, you got to give Kraft a little bit of a, a you know, credit as well. But yeah, uh, when when uh, the Pats had beaten the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, I was doing the show with uh, Cam Stewart and and Chris Pavona, and you know, I was at first I was like a little uh, man, we're gonna see the Pats again. But then, you know, you, at some point, you just have to sit back and enjoy what you're seeing because it doesn't happen very often. I mean, you know, when you get to watch, let's say, a Michael Jordan in his prime, a Wayne Gretzky in his prime, uh, you know, uh, this is almost like watching, you know, Babe Ruth in his prime. You know, th- these are like once in a generation type players that we're watching live here, you know, and sometimes you just got to sit back and enjoy it. You're watching history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're watching history. There's no other way about that. And I'm not a Patriots fan. You know, yeah, sure, they've done some things wrong. 
I mean, uh, Deflategate, uh, Spygate, and all this <laughs> other stuff. I mean, yeah, they've been caught on a couple of things, but don't kid yourself. A lot of teams are doing things wrong that uh, they just haven't gotten Absolutely. caught. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, you can say what you want about Brady and Deflategate. Uh, I understand that uh, Rankles people, they love to pick on that. Uh, listen, the fact – I was never bothered with him deflating the balls. Yes, he did it. I have no doubt he did it. The problem mm-hmm. was the cover-up. That's right, what right. got him in trouble. If he, uh, I think if he had to do it all over again, all he had to do is, yeah, I like the balls a little uh, you know, a little less than whatever, 12.7 pounds per square, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. And you just say that. I think it's okay. He may get fined, but right. it's done. Instead, right. it's the cover-up and everything else that made him look bad, denying it over and over again. But that's true of everything. You mm-hmm. know, when you think about it, you know, you know, the steroids that goes on, it's – Steroids bothers people, but it's the cover-up. Ryan Braun, oh, no, no, no. The FedEx guy was the, you know, he was yeah. the one who did it. Da, 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 da. A-Rod, no, 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 no. The doctor did it. Uh, it wasn't me. No, no, no. And then they all admit it. That's mm-hmm. the problem. It's the cover-up when they get caught, and then they uh, you know, they try and accept, uh, oh, well, you know, oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other guys that- who just admit it right away, Giambi's, the Pettits, you know, we have right, more right. love for them. Right. Did you see that uh, that clip? Uh, I think it was a, a TV station in uh, Pittsburgh where they listed his name and under it they said known cheater. <laughs> I mean, the person responsible I, I, got fired, but you know, it's kind of. I don't think any team that has Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> as a quarterback should throw stones about how what a, an interesting person their quarterback might be. Brady may have cheated. Roethlisberger has done things ten times worse. Yeah, just that he hasn't been caught. But you're right. In any industry, uh, you know. Any anyone in industry or at the top of their game, uh, in sports and in business, or whatever, they always look for that little edge. And yeah, I mean the pay, Pats, uh, they're just dumb enough. It seems to get to get caught. Uh, the Spygate against the Jets too. I mean, you know. Uh, but you're right. There's a lot of stuff that happens that we're just not aware of. But uh, yeah. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll continue our analysis of the upcoming Super Bowl. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina and George Kurtz with you. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina in for Cam Stewart. Joined by George Kurtz. Of Talking Heads, Psycho Killer. And uh, interesting to, uh, on the way out that uh, producer extraordinaire Sean Engel took us out with uh, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. And. Uh, you know, Stones are touring again, George. You and I kind of both uh, like uh, some classic rock. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking some prop bets, but I'm going to try to uh, include it in our uh, game analysis. But there's one that uh, I just want to talk about real quick now. It's, it involves the uh, the halftime show with Maroon 5, and I don't care what's on, you know, it's going to come first or whatnot. Maroon 5 is a decent band. I mean, I like them. In terms of, like, modern bands, you know, I like them. I like Coldplay. But you and I kind of both like... Uh, like, you know, the classic kind of stuff. But one of the prop bets involves uh, whether or not Mick Jagger is going to make an appearance during the halftime show. And yes is plus 300, no is minus 400. And it just dawned on me this morning, I'm like, you know, this guy, uh, Mick Jagger uh, and, and the Stones, they're touring this year. 
why not show up at the at the halftime show and do a little uh, you know cameo and whatnot? Uh, and you know, I, and then I, I was like, you know, do uh, millennials know? Who the heck uh, Mick Jagger is? So I know my son does because he, you know, he kind of likes classic rock like I do. I know you, one of your daughters is into classic rock as well. But my uh, daughter, she likes uh, like the the pop country music. So I asked her, uh, you know, I texted her, you know, do, do you know who Mick Jagger is? And she goes, a singer maybe. Uh, he's in uh, one of Maroon Five songs. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you <laughs> do you think that Mick Jagger uh, would make an appearance during the halftime show? I mean, why not? It's like free publicity for the upcoming tour. You know, put his face out there. Let uh, let the world know what he looks like again. My guess would be no, mm-hmm. um, that he won't. But I n- no way of knowing. First, uh, didn't Mike Blewett tell me on the uh, earlier this morning that it was Lady Gaga performing at halftime, and now it's uh, now it's Maroon Five. Well, what's going on here? No, Lady Gaga, didn't she perform a couple of years back? I don't know. I, 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 did I, they switch I, things at the last minute? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, said, I, I, don't even, I don't know a Lady Gaga song, so I couldn't tell you. You but don't I know a right. Lady Gaga song? Nope. God. I think Mike, Mike said something about Poker Face or something like that. And yeah, yeah, that's never, one of them, sure. Never yeah, heard ton, of it. Yeah, tons but, uh, of stuff. Nope. Okay. I'm, no, I'm, I'm stuck in the, uh, the classic rock age here. The, uh, <laughs> pa- I said Painted Black on the way out was fantastic last yes. time. Yes. And yeah. David Byrne, uh, Talking Heads, uh, uh, Psycho Killer was uh, great coming in. I'm, I'm a classic rock guy, and I don't Me know too. any yeah. of the songs. Today. I've heard of Maroon 5 as well. I think they have one song I may have heard of, but I can't think of it offhand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I don't pay much. I don't pay much attention to uh, today's bands all that much. Mm-hmm. Not that I'll be thrilled by the, uh, the Rolling Stones going on tour again. Maybe the Rolling <laughs> Stones, when they played the halftime, it was probably one of the worst Super Bowl experiences I've ever had. <laughs> and I, I think I've told a story a couple of times this week where uh, – uh, whatever I, I don't know it was what ten years ago, fifteen, whatever the hell it was, and I went to a uh, Super Bowl party, and it was at a uh, one of my hockey teammates, well, his house, and his wife. Uh, my wife was working, so she didn't go, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, we played poker beforehand. Good time, good food, but during the game, Joe, when and it was about twenty people there, and a lot of people had their uh, girlfriends or wives with them. Whenever one of the girlfriends or wives had to go to the bathroom, they paused it, even the commercials. They paused the game. They pause the commercials, Joe. Oh my God! They, oh. Now this is before this is before smartphones, by the way, so you couldn't yeah. look at the score anyway. But right. uh, uh, there was a time where uh. we were literally, and was, this is before halftime. We were literally a half hour behind uh. because we were pausing it all the time. Then rewind so we could, everybody could watch all the commercials. Like, oh, yeah. and oh I, my I, you know, God. And I don't want to be rude. I really, I really don't. But then a friend of mine comes up to me, and he was also alone. And he's mm-hmm. like, you, you know, this is crazy. You want to get out of here? Gone. <laughs> guy, I made up a story that the guy I was living with at the time, uh, <laughs> that he, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he lost his key, couldn't get into the house because I was recording the game on the on right, VCR. Right. That's how far back we're going on the yeah. VCR. So I had, had no problem uh, watching what we, mailed, what we missed and got yeah. the hell out of there. Because oh I said God. they were I don't blame you. to watch <laughs> commercials. Yeah, uh, I, I don't understand that. I mean, look, I mean, uh, these commercials, they're overblown. I mean, I mean, it's almost like, you know, Oscar-nominated movies. Like, you know, some of them are, yeah, are really good, and then others, like, you know, I watch them, and it's like, you know, they're so artsy or whatnot. Why? Why? And, and these commercials, they just try to be something that they're, they're not. Like, but the, the one that I remember, I was, you know, just – Leading up to this, this weekend and this show, I started to like you know go back and, and think about you know some commercials that I loved in the past. One of them, I don't know if you remember this one, uh, is uh, Terry Tate, office linebacker. Do you do you remember that one? No, sorry, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't watch too many commercials. Who watched no, commercials it was, in this day? It age? was during the Super Bowl. I forget what no, year it was. Even tomorrow, man, it's a uh, commercial comes on. I mean, I won't be watching the commercials. I'll be yeah, uh, yeah. doing whatever I'm doing. Uh, maybe going looking on, probably looking online actually for or whatever. And I, I don't think mm-hmm. I'll be paying too much attention to commercials. Maybe a little bit if they're funny. You'll be prepping like for your updates too, right? That's right. Interesting <laughs> tidbits. Yeah, I tell people about my day, what I'm wearing. There you go. You know? But you know, How I my daughter you, did in the soccer game. I want to know. <laughs> so I mean, I think you could actually watch these commercials. I think ahead of time on. on uh, uh, on uh, uh, maybe the, uh, on YouTube or something like that, but uh, I'm sure you can. Whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But but just a quick thing with Terry Tate, office linebacker. Basically, a company hired Terry Tate to just you know tighten up the the operations, right? So <laughs> every time, let's say uh, uh, an employee, let's say he caught them on the internet and when they should be working, he'd be he'd 
he'd sack him. <laughs> or, you know, there's one scene, one of my favorites is when he sacks this guy and he goes, you know you need a cover sheet on your TPS report, Richard. That ain't new, baby. And this is him after he tackles him and he's looking over him. You know, So I don't know. If you get a chance, George, check it out on YouTube because it is funny. You know, it, it is funny. So... But that, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, so uh, back to, to Brady. What's the story with uh, Nickel Roby Coleman giving Brady some bulletin board uh, locker room material? I mean, the Patriots already have been e- eating up this whole underdog kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Roby, in case you didn't know, Nickel Roby Coleman, cornerback uh, for the Rams, uh, he said uh, age has definitely taken a toll on Brady. He's definitely not the same quarterback that he was. And then when Brady uh, was asked, uh, you know, what do you think about that, he basically paused and just made no comment. And uh, yeah, he basically... Uh, Coleman kind of backtracked a little bit. At first, he said, I'm not scared of Tom Brady. Uh, and then he said, uh, uh, listen, I addressed his age, but it wasn't nothing about his lack of performance or lack of skills. His skills are still the same. Uh, his arm's still the same. Nothing has changed. And then he said, he's the GOAT, a legend. I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You know, why, why would you say anything? Exactly. I mean, really, why would you say anything just shut up i mean yeah. really i don't get it I, I just don't get it i you know i understand you know when you when you see the whole interview it, it's really not that bad and what he mm-hmm. said is not wrong he's not he's mm-hmm. not lying it is actually true but if i'm the uh, mcveigh or wade phillips I'm like really really yeah. you know the yeah. page all season long been playing this you know we suck thing and no one believes in us why would you mm-hmm. give him more bulletin board material you know why now you know, but then again i i think of it like this as well you know, if Tom Brady and the Patriots need this to get motivated for the Super Bowl, what the hell? I mean, really? I don't think they need it. But still, I, I just find that funny. I mean, he's probably coming after you, too, because there's a good chance you're going to be on Edelman a bunch. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, you better be able to put your money where your mouth is here. But it just comes to me. You know, if someone comes up to me, oh, Tom Brady's great, man. Greatest of all time. Just, just keep going like that. You don't say mm-hmm. anything negative. Anything negative at all. When, when in doubt, Tom Brady's great. Greatest quarterback of all time. You know, what, what call do you like? Tom Brady's great, greatest of all. I mean, really, it's all you do. Mm-hmm, There's no way to say anything, anything absolutely inflammatory. Right. No, I agree with you totally on that one. So uh, not smart. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Coleman just being stupid because he felt bad because of the, the non-call or whatever. They're actually still talking about that. Did you see uh, 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 the uh, head coach of uh, the uh, the uh, Saints? Saints. Uh, yeah. I can't, for some reason, I'm getting a brain fart here. What's his name? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yes, I knew he was a Sean. But uh, did you see when he came out? He's like, "Listen, you know, I took two or three days uh, Netflix and some Netflix Jenny's and ice cream, cream. <laughs> and uh, I got Hagen Dazs myself. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's. I guess that's maybe where he lives. That's what that's what's in the supermarket. But and then they uh, talking about that uh, he was wearing this kind of sweatshirt with like a zipper and it was a little open and it looked like he was wearing uh, uh, like this T-shirt that uh, had uh, Goodell wearing a, uh, you know, it looked like the T-shirt that had Goodell wearing like the, the clown nose from a couple of years back. So he was trying to give him the uh, the old uh, <laughs> screw. Well, it's, it's hilarious when you think about it. First off, would you have really felt any better if Goodell called you? No. You'd just be mm-hmm. mad at him for calling you. Right. You know, his call's not going to change. Yes, the refs blew the call. But let's also, mm-hmm. I mean, the refs blow every game, boys and girls. There are five, six obvious calls missed the game. Mm-hmm. Just that this one happened on the uh, last two minutes. But this has happened before, where there have been calls the last two minutes missed before. You know, the drive before that, Goff, uh, I mean, uh, one of the Saints grabbed uh, Goff's face mask. They didn't call that. No one's up in arms about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it goes on and on and on and on about mm-hmm. calls that are just completely blown here. I mean, I'm a Cowboy fan. They called in the grasp on uh, Dak Prescott in that Rams game. Dak Prescott was in the grasp of his own offensive lineman, and they called right. him down. Calls are blown every game. I mean, I, I'm not talking about ones that are, you know, oh, that's, that's iffy. I'm talking about blown calls that are obvious. That's just the way it is. All right? Is it a shame it happened uh, at the time it did? Yeah. But you can go to every game, and I mean every football game, and you'll find half a dozen calls that you're like, wow, what the, what the hell were these refs looking at? Mm-hmm. Officiating is terrible in all sports. It's terrible in all sports. I mean, and, and you, listen, you go on Twitter, you watch any game you want, you're going to see uh, uh, you know, writers complaining. 
I mean, last night, the Islanders Tampa Bay game, you know, you, you see uh, one of the right, it was uh, Arthur Staple of uh, the Athletic going, yeah, the officials are, uh, you know, just uh, not paying attention this game. It's every mm-hmm. game the officials mm-hmm. do, do this. I mean, it's a hard job, but they do this every game. Every game. And they, we complain no matter what. When they throw too many flags and they're calling every little thing, oh, they got to let them play. When they let them play, oh, come on, you got to call. I mean, they can't win either. Right. All right so right. Uh, get, get over it. All right. They blew the call, absolutely. But there were several other calls in the games that were blown to, and some of those went your way. You know, you just got to get over it and move on. Yeah. Run the football, yeah, no, you probably win. Yeah, and no, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, yeah, but I just thought it was funny, uh, you know, the. You know, Sean uh, Payton's uh, version of uh, Netflix and chill involves some Jenny's ice cream and whatnot. So uh, what about Belichick and uh, his what I consider to be kind of like a backhanded compliment of uh, the Rams defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips? Uh, is that he was able to be successful, successful doing the same things for 30 years. And that, that's coming from a guy like Belichick who keeps on reinventing himself like game to game. Yeah, even just like uh, the night before the uh, NFC Championship game. They came up came up with new plays. That morning, they came up with new plays, uh, the Patriots did. So they're a team that just constantly reinvents themselves. And uh, last time that the Pats met a weight, uh, Phillips-led defense was during the playoffs after the 2015 season, and they lost 2018. Brady sacked four times. And uh, that's going to be one of the things and that everyone is talking about, and they talk about it week to week to week, uh, is the fact that, hey, you know, Wade Phillips has got to get his uh, defense to put a little dirt on the uh, – uniform of, of Tom Brady. But what'd you think about Belichick? <laughs> Do you consider it a backhanded compliment? Or are we looking I mean, too much into it? We're, we're, we're certainly looking too much into it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I find this funny. I do. And uh, people are always looking for uh, bulletin board material. And it's just, it's, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, really, mm-hmm. if you need bulletin board material to get up for the game, and wow, I mean, really, how bored are you? This is what you're looking for here. So uh, it doesn't bother me all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you certainly could look at it that way, that it's a backhanded compliment. You could. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why, once again, I, I just be bland. Unless the coach doesn't care. Maybe McVay doesn't care what you say. You know, we mm-hmm. did so. I mean, Wade Phillips did hint at this earlier in the, uh, in the week. You know, that was, you try controlling, uh, I think it was Tlaib and more Marcus Peters, or maybe both. You try controlling mm-hmm. them with the media. Maybe they just don't care. Some coaches don't. You know, right. and me, I mean, if I was the coach, I don't think I'd be Belichick where, you know, uh, you can't say anything. But I'd be like trying to think. I'd probably give the players, one, you know, uh, one chance to think first. Mm-hmm. Then once they right. blow that, maybe then you got to go out, quash it down. You, you would hope. You would Really, you want to hope these players can think before they talk. I mean, what did Herm Edwards always say? Think before you hit send. You probably need right, to think right. a lot before you hit send, by the way, because that's completely mm. different. That's out there forever. Uh, mm-hmm. I just... Well, like I said, I think it's also the opposing teams are always looking for anything. Coach is always looking for anything he can use to motivate his players. Look what this guy said this about you. You know, he thinks you're terrible. He thinks you're over the hill. Da, 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 da. It's, it's silly when you really think about it. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, talking about Wade Phillips, and, and maybe we could start a little discussion, and we're talking a lot about this during the show, about what each team needs to do to win this game and I kind of alluded to it uh, and it's brought up every week every week every week you, you know you got to hit Brady you got to you know get, you, maybe they just need to you know the just ring his bell early maybe take a take the you know the, the penalty or whatnot I mean uh, I mean Brady basically it, the the play of his offensive line is starting to you know they're starting to get some credit this week but uh, when you look at what they've done I and mean, he's been knocked down twice and, and hasn't been sacked in 179 postseason snaps. I mean, uh, it's been pressured on just 11.1% uh, of his dropbacks. I mean, you know, and, and they played against, you know, the Chiefs were tied for having the most sacks in the NFL. I mean, uh, when you look at, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, I mean, Bears double teamed them. And and they found a way to beat the Rams. I mean, uh, that's that's one of the key, that's to me that's one of the biggest keys uh, for the Rams having to beat uh, what they need to do to beat the uh, the Pats. Oh, I think most of us agree with that. You know, the way to uh, for Brady is to pressure up the middle like the Giants were down there, two Super Bowl wins. If you can make him uncomfortable where he can't step into the pocket, things can get dicey. But we are probably not talking. Actually, you can talk about this with both offensive lines. We are probably not talking about how well. Both offensive lines have played this postseason. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, the you Rams said it with against them, but, uh, the Cowboys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, I had to bring that up. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I used to like you, Jim. See, this is why I don't like you. Uh, uh, I mean, the Patriots, I mean, Brady's barely been touched. He doesn't need mm-hmm. to wash his uniform, right? I mean, yeah. he's been that, that free. And you said the Rams in that Cowboy game, the Cowboys have a good offensive line, one of the better ones in the league, and the Rams dominated them. Dominated them where I, I'm shocked. You know, it's not, not the way I expected to lose that game as a Cowboy fan. Uh, and they mm-hmm. played very well last week as well. So that offensive line, whether it's coming to its own, whatever we want to say, that it's been underrated all year, both offensive lines are playing fantastic. But I think mm-hmm. the key to the game probably is, you know, the Dominican Sioux pretty much took the first three quarters of the uh, season off. Wasn't playing all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But he's, he's woken up of late. You know, mm-hmm. he's woken up of late. And him and Aaron Donald, if they get loose, if they can cause havoc in that backfield, it could be a long day for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sue does have a uh, short fuse, so <laughs> you know. So you wonder if uh, no. <laughs> so you wonder if the Pats uh, would try to goad him into you know doing something stupid. But you're right; he has been. He really has upped his uh, his game as of late. So yeah, uh, that's once just, again, I, I hate players like that, but uh, mm-hmm. he's showing up at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't forget Dante Fowler, too. When we come back, we'll continue breaking down the Super Bowl, some Super Bowl prop bets as well. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's our house. It's your house. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jogalina, along with George Kurtz, Super Bowl weekend. And I want you to take advantage of a, uh, you can get 50% off a DailyRoto.com elite monthly membership if you sign up. Before Super Bowl 53 kickoff, we're talking just basically hours away, uh, a little over uh, 24 hours away. Elite package features access to premium fantasy content for all sports, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, golf, and NHL. Premium lineup optimizer for FanDuel and DraftKings. I uh, have used that all season long and been successful using it, so I highly recommend it. Access to betting tools, player props, and more. Uh, Customizable fantasy projections and rankings for FanDuel and DraftKings. Professional commentary via premium podcast. Written fantasy content and slate breakdowns. FanDuel and DraftKings ownership projections. That's for the NFL only. DFS strategy guides, research tools, and Lineup alerts. Just enter promo code SB53 to get your 50% off a dailyroto.com elite monthly membership and cash in on your prop against the spread and totals wagers on the big game. That's promo code SB53. So that uh, that optimizer, George, uh, I've used it all season long. Great stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, I think it's fantastic, actually, the way it can help you. At least give you ideas. Of, uh, you know, sometimes we just want to maybe double check what we think, you know, mm-hmm. be reassured. And that's one way of going about it. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking about some of the keys to the game from the Rams side. And uh, we got to the we were talking about uh, what pretty much everyone knows. You got to knock uh, Brady on his ass if he can. So, uh, and that's going to come through Aaron Donald and if uh, uh, and Sue feels like playing and uh, Dante Fowler. But another big aspect is look, and this is a uh, you know you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this. But the Rams got to run the ball successfully, right? If you could run the ball, uh, then they could use that play action. And Goff has used uh, play action play action pass on over 35% of his dropbacks uh, this season. That's the most in the NFL. But the key is, I mean, basically, 
not only being able to run the ball successfully, but they got to use formations that the Pats have never seen because, you know, the Pats are prepared for all this stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, you know. by the way, Gurley, right? Is he hurt? He's got to be hurt. He's definitely hurt. I've been saying this. I've been saying this. You you can't convince me. You can't tell me he's not hurt. I think. Don't talk to me about cardio. Yeah. Don't talk to me about you know his. He got depressed because he wasn't playing well. Then he was. This is how stupid do they think we are? (laughs) Well, yeah. Someone's they got to cover themselves because he's not on the injury report. Right. You know, so right. I get what they have, what they're saying here, but uh, mm-hmm. I think he got hurt in that first uh, quarter of the you know, the Monday night game versus KC. We saw he uh, he hobbled a little bit there and didn't have a good game there. I mm-hmm. think he's got some kind of ligament damage somewhere, maybe a Liz Frank injury, maybe plantar fasciitis. None of this would shock me. Uh, these are all injuries that take a while to heal because you know, hey, the Rams did all they could. They game time off at the end of the season. They had a bye week uh, coming in. They have a bye week now. You know, maybe he's healed. I I doubt it. Right? It's Todd Gurley. And this mm-hmm. would be, you know, if this was just week six, okay, maybe. Maybe, because, you know, in the middle of the season, who cares? This is, you're talking in the, in the playoffs. You mm-hmm. know, in the playoffs, where you need to win one game and done. And Gurley, you're not, you're not playing Gurley? C.J. Anderson, mm-hmm. who's, uh, granted, played well, but you C.J. Anderson's playing over him? Yeah, okay. You know, don't, what is it, don't pee down my back and tell me it's raining. Right, 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 how, right, right. Like you said, how stupid do you think I am? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't answer that question. But uh, I really uh, – no, he's he's got some kind of injury there. Uh, I know he's saying mm-hmm. all the right things. I think we'll find out in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe yeah. even this week, that you'll find right. that, oh, yeah, you know, he had uh, uh, you know, torn ligaments in his ankle. He has a mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you know, plantar fasciitis has really been hindering him. He won't be here truly healthy for months. And I, I mm-hmm. think it'll be funny then when the Rams have to answer uh, to the NFL about why he wasn't on the injury report. But as Scott Angle mm-hmm. pointed out last week, he's got a point. I guess you really don't have to be on the injury report as long as you practice. Yeah, you know, practice, practice in, in full, f- right? Practice in full. Of course, your mm-hmm. definition of what in full is is could be different different than mine. But uh, right. once again, yeah, I absolutely believe he's hurt. Yeah. And uh, supposedly, I mean, you mentioned plantar fasciitis and ankle. Supposedly, it's his knee that's been, uh, you know, becoming inflamed pretty much, you know, on and off all season long. And it's the same knee that he had the, the surgery on when he was in college. So and it's what, what's concerning is that, you know, maybe he did get hurt in that KC game. But uh, it's also it seems to have uh, become inflamed like on its own, like just due to wear and tear from the season. And the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with a, a back situation for the past several weeks and you know and it I get pain shooting down my leg when I first stand up and I walk for about a minute I'm fine after that you know I get this the the shooting pain and whatnot and I bring that up because in the in the short amount of time the small amount of of plays that Gurley has made he's been effective you know 20 runs 6.3 yards for carry two touchdowns but you know when I get talking about my pain you know once it starts I got to sit down so maybe Gurley has something similar I'm not saying that he has a back issue like me or whatever but it seems like he could play for short spurts and be effective but uh, when you look at what the CJ Anderson's been doing that the you know 167 yards, 39 carries in the playoffs, you know, the two touchdowns. Thank God for C.J. Anderson. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, he's been a godsend for that team, right? Uh, and now, listen, I guess in that Dallas game, I don't think it would have mattered if you or I were running the football there. We were going to get right, 100 right, yards. Right. Cowboys, the, the offensive <laughs> line just dominated the Cowboys. So they got a yeah. break there. You know, uh, but, you know, when it comes to – the game against the Saints. See, Jason didn't do all that much. He was mm-hmm. okay at best. And yet still, Gurley wasn't doing it. I mean, I think what you said is correct. I think I said something similar with Mike Blewett earlier. I think he's okay in spurts. You know, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. maybe someone saw that, oh, I feel great. Yep, I'm good. He gets in there. Yeah. He's good for a play or two that all of a sudden it acts up. Whatever it is, acts right. up. And we've all had right. that. That's why I think mm-hmm. this is more than a sprained ankle or something like that. It's something, you know, if you haven't had plant, I've had plantar fasciitis in both feet. You mm-hmm, can feel mm-hmm. fine. And then also right. it does it flares up, you know, when you right. make a, I guess a certain move. Plantar fasciitis is a tear in the uh, you know in the tissue in the soles of your feet. Very hard to heal mm-hmm. because obviously you can't stay off your feet, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it can be very difficult there. So I get that, uh, but like I said, you, to convince me that. You know, oh, no, just because CGA has been playing well, and we told uh, Gurley when we acquired him that we were going to go 50-50, yeah, that's all BS. Right? There's yes. just no way uh, that's going to happen. 
Uh, so, yeah, he, he's he's dealing with some kind of injury. It's a shame it happened right now, but good for them for mm-hmm. getting C.J. Anderson. He's played so well. You know, but if you're, t- if you're trying to convince me that, oh, it's a 50-50 split and we don't mind starting C.J. Anderson, yeah, yeah okay. over what's looking like a Hall of Fame running back in Todd Gurley, sure, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so since we're talking about the uh, Rams running game, let's take a look at some of the props uh, that are out there. Um, the over-under rushing yards for Todd Gurley is uh, 68 and a half. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, what do you, he had four rushes, 10 yards uh, against KC in the AFC Championship. Uh, what do you think about that 68 and a half number for him? I think it's, I'm not betting it one way or the other because mm-hmm. you don't know. How can mm-hmm. you bet it? You just don't know. I mean, come on, Joe. There's there's over a thousand prop bets. All right, I don't need <laughs> yeah. to bet, bet ones I don't. Try. I'm not obviously not going to bet each damn one. But I, I don't right. need to bet ones I don't feel good about. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Uh, do I think he, well, if that's he's healthy? Absolutely right. Yeah. That's, that's if, a great if, point. If he's healthy, he gets that easy. Obviously, he gets that easy. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just don't know. And like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel uh, a rush. To bet on something that I don't know, I'll find I'll find quite a few other ones. I've already bet mm-hmm. better twelve to fifteen. I've already got twelve to fifteen props that I already like, and I'll probably mm-hmm. double that tomorrow. You know, right. there'll be others that I, I'm feeling good about that I'll want to go with. You know, because uh, I'm not going to bet the game itself. I don't really feel strongly about the over under. Although if I had to, I'd go the under, and or the mm-hmm. pages and Rams. I'm not really feeling strong either way there. So I just well, I'll go. I'm going to go crazy with my prop bets. And, uh, and, you know, some profits will be $5, some will be $100. It depends on how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how I'll, I'll go tomorrow as far as the betting is concerned. But, uh, like I said, the 68 and a half, I'm not touching because, listen, I, I have my theories. I think he's hurt. I do. But mm-hmm. I'm not enough to put my money on it. Yeah. If you, yeah, I'm not feeling too strong like you about playing this particular prop. But if I did, I'd take the under. Yeah, just but you know, I I think there's something underlying going on there. You, you know, may even be used a, a little bit as a, a decoy. You know, and uh, and I agree with you with what you said a couple of seconds ago. Uh, I think you and I are both on the right track. It seems like he could uh, play well in spurts. Um, I'll give you another one. I mean, you're probably going to tell me the same thing, but uh, whether or not Todd Gurley could score a touchdown, uh, yes is minus 160, and no is plus 140. He seems to be able to, you know, the, the, the quick spurts, you know, maybe he does score a touchdown. He still seems to be the goal line guy, right? Got a touchdown versus yeah. Dallas, got a touchdown versus New Orleans. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I listen, minus 160 is a little rough. You know, so I'm not thrilled yeah, about yeah. that. The, uh, the, mm-hmm. the odds aren't, aren't with me there. It's just not, I'd have to bet more money than I probably want mm-hmm. just to uh, just to win something back. So uh, I won't bet that for that reason. You know, I just don't feel uh, strong enough about it. But I think he does score. I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I, as you said, I had this game going under, 24-21, somewhere around that range. So not a lot mm-hmm. of touchdowns scored tomorrow. Just not. So he may not right. score. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they're at the one of C.G. Anderson. His bulk is in there. Mm-hmm. That I, I wouldn't criticize them for that. I'd, uh, I'd want Gurley in there if he's healthy. He scores a gazillion touchdowns. But C.G. Right. Anderson's played so well, and he's a bigger guy. And maybe you want to avoid the hits on Gurley, depending on what's, once again, depending on what that injury actually is. You know, so mm-hmm. that wouldn't bother me either here. Uh, I do like Gurley scoring tomorrow, but I won't be betting it. Right. What about the C.J. Anderson props? I got, I got two for you, similar to what I just uh, read off for, uh, for Gurley. The over-under on his rushing yards, 42 and a half. The only C.J. Anderson prop I'm going to bet is him catching a ball because I just mm-hmm. need him to catch one. Right. That's the wow, only C.J. Anderson prep. Yeah. I like that's that. The only, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the only <laughs> one I, I like because he, mm-hmm. he has caught some balls. Not a lot, but I'll take mm-hmm. my chances that he'll catch one. That You know, golf being under pressure, I know they'll throw him the ball on one play there. So I'll do that. But other than that, I'm not taking anything else with C.J. Anderson. I'm not taking the 42 and a half you just mentioned. I'm not taking him score a touchdown or anything mm-hmm. else. You know, because it's, it's the same thing. If I don't know about Gurley, that automatically means I don't know about C.J. Anderson. Gotcha. Okay. So let's, uh, we're talking Rams right now, and then we'll talk about what the Pats need to do to win. And, um, and you know, I'll give you my, uh, my take on the game. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, first 11 games, 26 touch. This is regular season, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. His next five, six touchdowns, six interceptions. Lots been made about, you know, uh, him not playing as well with Cooper Cup out of there. But uh, even though the numbers really don't show it, uh, has played better in the playoffs. He impressed me against the Saints. You know, it looked like, you know, you know that 
with that crowd noise and everything, it just looked like everything was just going to fall apart for him early in that game. And, uh, you know, a young quarterback like that, you know, kind of recomposed himself. And, uh, you know, that also helped that uh, Sean McVay played that trick play, I think, at the right time as well. But, uh, you know, Goff does play better uh, uh, against uh, man coverage um, uh, versus – you know, plays better against man, and uh, actually uh, 1.3 fewer yards per pass attempt uh, versus zone than man. And the Patriots like to play man, so uh, maybe they change it up a little bit. But uh, what's your overall impression of Jared Goff? Do you think? Well, first of all, I mean, I'm thinking that if Goff has to throw the ball a lot, then the, the things aren't going well for the Rams. So I guess uh, maybe a little bit more of a of a manager this weekend would be better for him. I think when it comes to golf, uh, I don't think the obviously the Rams. I don't think they want to put the game in his hands. You know, they, uh, right. I don't think this game's going to be a shootout, so I don't think they'll have to. I think this is you know, interesting because once again, what does Bill Belichick like to do? He likes to take away the other team's best option, and mm-hmm. I think normally under ordinary circumstances, Joe, that would be Todd Gurley, right? But Bill, yeah. Bill is probably thinking the same thing we are. Well, he's hurt. He's not. He's not the Todd Gurley of old here. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. need to do that. Maybe I should do what I did last week. Last week, he took away Tyree Kill. That's the person he wanted to slow down. So this week, that would be Brandon Cooks. You know, once again, as Mike Mike put it, uh, I'll let them, I'll die from a thousand paper cuts rather than the one big strike. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's it. Cooks' revenge game, too, if you believe in that crap. So, uh, you know, I wonder if that's it. So where's Belichick going to go here? You know, if that's true, that could hurt Goff somewhat here. I said, I don't think this game's a shootout. So I think that hurts golf somewhat. I think in the first quarter of this game, it's, it's a feeling out game, which is why there's several other props I like. Uh, I think I like field goal being the first score. I like long field goal over 45 and a half uh, because I just think the first quarter is a feeling out game. I think the field goal will happen first here. So uh, I like all of that. As far as golf is concerned, I just don't think they want to put the game into his hands unless they have to. Not that they're not going to throw the ball at all in the first half. Of course they are. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to air it out either. I don't think they want to get into a shootout uh, with this game. So I like uh, I like Goff, but most of his props I'm not big fans of. Mm. So you, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't like the, the 285 and a half uh, under. over under, under right? Uh, and, and who do you think throws for more yards? we got Brady at minus 130, Goff plus 100. I'm thinking it's Brady. Uh, you would think it's Brady, but I, with, with the uh, spread, I'd, I'd, I'd put the money on golf. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, here's a, a one that I, I was going to ask you. Maybe I was going to the, on the other side, but I'll ask you now. You win the – let's say you win the uh, coin toss and you're the Rams. <laughs> do, do you take the ball first? Or do you? I mean, last year Pat's deferred. You know, they love to get that first score in the second half. So do I. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, what would yeah. you do? I defer. I would almost mm-hmm. always defer, unless I think that you know I, my offense is so good they're going to score for right away. And uh, I don't really feel that with either offense here. I like getting that ball first in the first, in the second half because a you make your adjustments. And mm-hmm. I like get in that ball first. Plus, if you know, if you happen to be trailing, you want that ball first. Get back in the game. If you're down 14-6, 14-7, you get that ball first. All of a sudden, it's going to be 14-14 real quick. You, know, you make mm-hmm. that statement there. Uh, I would I would almost always defer. Yeah. And I love what you said, too, about, uh, you know, the first quarter. Not, I think you alluded to it. Not uh, a lot of scoring there. The Pats scored their first three points in this uh, run, in this Super Bowl run, last year against yeah. uh, the Eagles. Right. So uh, I love so the props. I'll with take the history there the too. First. Yeah. Why do you think that? Do you, what do you think that is? Do you think that they just try to feel out their opponent? I mean, it's it's an obvious trend. Historically, they play close Super Bowls and not high scoring ones. They play yeah. close, so I like that as well. I like the another prop: more points in the second half than the first half, and more points Absolutely. in the uh, fourth yeah. quarter than the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down Super Bowl 53 weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. George Kurtz and Joe Galina. 